Welcome to the Dave Squared Podcast. I'm David Kramer, coming to you from Northern California. And I'm Dave Blasco from Arizona. Dave and I have been friends since the early 1980s when we were college roommates. And we finally found a medium to share our wisdom with the world, or at least our opinions. Between us, we have two engineering degrees, two master's degrees, an economics degree, and over 60 years of valuable work experience. And today we're making this podcast together to try to help each other and hopefully you, the listener, save some money. So, Mr. Kramer, what is today's topic? This is a very timely but yet timeless one about Christmas shopping because as of now, as we're recording, it's Sunday, December 8th, and Christmas is coming up fast. It is. I think because the uh, the way the calendar falls for a lot of folks, they don't think about that until Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving came pretty late this year. Yes. Funny how that is. It's one of those weird holidays that falls on the some Thursday of November, no matter when the day is. And uh, I think I think it gives us fewer shopping days between Thanksgiving or that Friday, uh, that Black Friday traditional kickoff for the Christmas season and, and Christmas Day. Yeah. Christmas time is tricky and... It, since our goal is to help people save money, this is the time of year when people spend the most money. I think Christmas time, Dave, is, is a trick to try and make us pay full price for things. <laughs> no doubt. Especially men paying full price for things because I would say they tend to be procrastinators and wait till the last minute. Uh, yes, when you do, uh, I've done some retail projects in construction and some of those stores, if they're not open by November, they're just like, we don't care. Wait another year before we open it. If we miss that Thanksgiving rush, that's 30, 40% of their sales for the year. Wow. Yeah, that is, it is, uh, it is a huge percentage of sales and, uh, I guess uh, they call it Black Friday because uh, if you're in the black on the accounting page, it means you're making money. And if you're in the red, you're not making money. So that's uh, that, that kickoff on that Friday after Thanksgiving is where a lot of retail folks actually start making some money for the year. Yeah. Uh, were you able to take advantage of any Black Friday deals, Dave? I, you know, I did. I, I bought one Black Friday deal. I think I bought an Amazon membership which you could buy for something like a 10% discount. That's about the only thing I bought on Black Friday. How about you? No, nothing to speak of and hardly anything for a gift. Um, yeah. Yeah, again, it comes down to not thinking ahead enough. Yeah. Honest to goodness, I, I, I'll say this. I don't think there's that many great deals out there, frankly. And I know it sounds silly, but I, you know, I love electronics. I think you like electronics too. And electronics, they're always cheaper. No matter, just wait another month, then they're going to be cheaper. And um, I just didn't think of anything that was particularly really that exciting, my my opinion. And um, I do keep a list of gifts uh, that I update almost every month. Just ideas that pop into my head for people in my family. Uh, and I'll update that, and I'll you know I'll use that as a guide to you know buy things. I just couldn't couldn't do it. Well, that's I, I think that's a great way to go, and good advice for our listeners. I wish I could be better at it, but you really should be shopping all year long, and just you know don't buy fresh milk and set it aside from February to December. But aside from that, there's no reason if you see a nice piece of artwork or jewelry. Um, that you shouldn't 
buy it when you see it and set it aside and totally occasion comes up, whatever that might be. That's a good idea. I mean, because I will buy, I, I have a list and I'm just looking at my list right now, not to say it's good or bad, but there's 81 things on that list for, I don't know, about one, two, I don't know, family members, close family members, maybe about eight or nine people or something like that. Just, and it, it's anything from five bucks for a lightning cable for an iPhone to something fancier, you know? And if I see something good, especially the lower price stuff, if I see a special, I'll buy stuff a few months ahead of time and just put it in my electronics closet. And I write it down, though, because I'll forget it's there. <laughs> if it's on my list, it's easier for me to find, and then I know I've got it. Well, that's good. Um, do you guys have your Christmas tree up yet? Do you guys put up a Christmas tree? We do, and it's mostly my wife does all does all the work. And we got it. We did. We got it last weekend, and um, we went out. Uh, last Sunday night a week ago and got it and put it up and um, don't my wife did most of the work she did pretty much all the work I've hung a few ornaments and it looks very nice how about you guys we haven't put it up yet um, I think year before last we switched and bought a very nice artificial tree mm-hmm. um, which was expensive but it it seems like live Christmas trees the price goes up every year and uh, the quality seems to, I don't want to say it goes down, but it gets frustrating buying trees. It feels like around here, it's pretty easy to spend $80, $100 for a medium-sized tree. It, it is easy. I will um, I will confess, we had a pretty nice artificial tree we had for about 10 years. And so two or three years ago, it was looking kind of dingy and it was kind of wasn't looking as great as it used to be. And we went ahead and got got rid of it and my wife really likes the real trees the smell of it and that sort of thing so the last three years we've been buying real trees i spent 110 bucks on a um i don't know it's about a seven foot tree something like that i like it because it's smaller than what we've usually gotten so it's easier to decorate and takes up less room yes less chance of injury bringing it in and out of the house to yourself and to the finishes yeah yeah but you're you're i mean so I, I don't know. We might look to get another artificial tree, but we had a pretty f- expensive artificial tree before that looked pretty nice and used it for about ten years. And if you do it, use it that long, it would be less than a hundred bucks a year. So probably an artificial tree for most folks is a is a way to save some money for sure. Yeah, I was never a huge fan, but uh, there's a Balsam Hill outlet near here, and I think I think this one costs four or five hundred dollars which mm-hmm. sounded like a lot at the time, but I think it's actually pretty reasonable. It's very nice. It's all already got the lights on it, so it goes up faster. Yeah. Well, if you look at what I paid, 110 bucks after five years, the thing pays for itself, right? And it's got the lights on it. Mine didn't come with lights at the, <laughs> from, the, from the lot. Um, so but sometimes those lights go bad because my mom had a pre-lit tree, and she's had that tree for now uh, 14 years, and the lights go went bad it took a long time to cut those old lights off because they're very nicely woven into the tree and they all yeah. went bad and i probably spent two hours cutting that thing off but it's fine but just put hang lights on it it looks fine yeah we actually don't have ours up yet uh we had those big windows at the front of our house those only original ones finally mm-hmm. replaced so we're gonna have some painting done and um don't want to put the the tree in the way of the productivity Gotcha. So you'll put it up after that then? Yes. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I think it was, Don or my wife loves Christmas. Uh, 
time. So she was really jazzed to get the tree, but then she worries, is it going to last through the season because the real tree is going to drop its leaves? So it's just kind of debating the family about, you know, wanting to get it as soon as possible, but then getting it too early, and then the thing shrivels up and drops all its needles, you know, by the Christmas Eve or something like that. Yeah, but the tree was probably... Did, did you go out and cut it from a farm, or did you no, buy it from a lot? No, d- delivered to a lot, yeah. Yeah, so I think the life of the tree was set when they cut it in Oregon, or wherever it comes from. So whether it's dropping the leaves in your house or not, it's going to drop the drop those needles October 24th or 26th, irregardless of what you do to it. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, I think, I think the trees in this lot came from Oregon, so... It seems like a lot of the trees in the Arizona come down from there. Yeah, there's probably some kind of science to that, but we have had experiences where you uh, go away for a couple of days at Christmas and you come back and all of them are on the floor. And, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and in the floor vents, and it takes a while to clean them up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know, you, you have pets. Uh, you have to do a good job of restraining those trees so that... Uh, your dog doesn't get excited and bring it down on themselves. Yeah, it's interesting. My dog doesn't seem to have any interest in it before. Years ago, we had a cat, and once in a while, the cat would try to climb the thing and could cause some problems. But there are, well, our current dog, he doesn't seem like he cares in the least about it. Doesn't seem very, doesn't seem any interested at all. How about your, your, would your dog go over there and check it out? Um, no, he's not too aggressive. As long as there's no food on it, he'll ignore it. <laughs> but uh, my dog, if you recall, is completely blind, so he will walk into it. So. I gotcha. So he can knock it over that way. My dog doesn't seem like he has any interest whatsoever in it, and uh, which is good, which is good. But uh, like I said, the cat um, at one point would uh, a couple times try to climb up the thing, which caused a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the tree. Now the 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 landmine is buying gifts, I think. Ah. Um, you, so do you, do you guys set like a budget beforehand for the whole extravaganza? No, it's no, we should, but we don't. Um, when we do, occasionally we have big family gatherings at Christmas. Um, sometimes both my wife's family and mine. When we do that, we try and do a, a secret Santa thing rather than try and buy gifts for 20 people. It's hard to be thoughtful with that many people, uh, yeah. at least among the adults. Yeah, I, I um, we don't set a we don't set a budget either for Christmas. Um, and I've tried the Secret Santa thing amongst the adults because I, I think at a certain point it's like it's more for the kids, if you will, and that's gone over like a lead balloon. But especially you guys have a you guys well your family's the same size as mine, your immediate family. But I think you have on your wife's side you have bigger family, right? So you pretty big gathering right uh yeah they got pretty big sometimes and um yeah the secret santa was just amongst the adults everybody bought presents for the kids because well that's fun right yeah 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 but i could never oh i'm impressed because i had suggested the secret santa thing for the adults and i could never um get that uh, vote to go to my favor i did have uh, one person on my side of the family who uh vetoed it would not participate interesting uh, that was that was odd yeah I, th- I think that's good i mean that's uh, as a money-saving tip i think that's good for a lot of families is for the adults just do 
you know, have a, and put a limit, it has to be a dollar limit, you know, or you could even do something like the white elephant type thing is kind of fun too. And make it, make it for the kids. It's, I think it could save a bit, a bit of money for folks. Right. Yeah. And if somebody puts a limit of $20 or $50 even, right, you have to put some thought into it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'm not a big fan of is uh, gift cards, um, but there's always a bunch of those flying around. Yeah, I think the thing about gift cards is retailers love them because a large percentage of them are never used, and it's, it's great margin. Yeah, I don't know. Did you ever have a Sports Authority down by you? I found some Sports Authority gift cards. That's <laughs> Have you? Um, okay. Yes, we have, and I think they've come and gone, haven't they? Um, yes, they are bankrupt. They're bankrupt. They're gone because I think the only we have Dick's Sporting Goods now is the big sporting goods. But I think they're around. But yeah, I think a lot of people don't use the, the gift cards. The only, the only gift card I really like is Amazon because we do buy a lot of stuff from Amazon, so those will generally go pretty quickly. But I think gift cards are a bad idea because it locks you into doing something you forget about it, right? Yes, I do have some blank Amazon gift cards uh, in uh, in the front hall table. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but you can buy. I think it's three for a dollar. And then you can uh, load them up um, uh, and charge it to your account. And put any amount you want on it. Oh, that's pretty. That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. So you always have a an emergency present, particularly if you have some blank cards. You know. Uh, oh, gotcha. I've done the email one where. I'm giving to a relative, you know, that I'm not going to see Christmas Day. So um, some of my relatives do that to me. I'll do it back to them. So you can just send it, you know, within two minutes on, online if you could. Yeah, here's a caution. I gave someone a gift. Uh, who was it from? Framebridge. Um, and the autofill on Chrome um, put my email address in the recipient's email. Yeah. And uh, I checked out very quickly and like, wait a second. <laughs> Something's wrong there. And I sent myself a, a very generous gift card. Nice. Nice. That's yep. <laughs> interesting to be careful. And sometimes I find I'll um, catch myself doing that because uh, our listeners may know my mom lives very close to me. And I've got some auto loads in there. So i got to be careful sometimes as which which uh, uh, you know person is it going to? Is it going to me or is it going to, uh, over to her house kind of thing? <laughs> Not good if it's supposed to be a surprise for somebody else, right? <laughs> Yes. So I learned a valuable lesson from your wife back before you we were before you were married. Um, uh, you guys met in high school and you and I were roommates through college. So we actually saw quite a bit of each other. And she explained to me the importance of wrapping gifts, uh, which can seem kind of silly to the engineering brain like mine. But uh, I did understand it eventually that um, it shows that you put some thought and care into it and that the act of unwrapping it is part of the, the reveal as it were. Wrapping is a big, I will say wrapping is a really big deal in my household. So there's a lot of effort put into wrapping the gifts and having matching ribbon and bows. And it, it's a big extravaganza to wrap the gifts. I'll say that. And yeah, it makes, and it, shows, it makes it very nice. It makes it very nice. It, it looks really nice, and it shows some thought. One thing I do for professional gifts sometimes is I use uh, old construction drawings, uh, what they used to call blueprints, because yeah. um, they are decorative. It's nice, heavy paper, and it shows uh, some connection with me. Uh, also, it's lying around, and it appeals to the environmentalist in me. 
reduce, reuse, reduce, recycle, right? Yep. So actually, uh, wrapping paper, my wife was telling me that wrapping paper is kind of on the radar screen of the folks who are saving the planet. I tend to look at wrapping paper as a non-value-added kind of thing. So there's, there's a little bit of tension in the Blasco household because um, we do... Um, procure more wrapping paper than I would think it would be as appropriate. So it'll be interesting how that dynamic plays out. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any other opportunities for constructive reuse like that. I used to use the funny papers to wrap, but um, we don't get an actual newspaper anymore. It's hard to wrap it with your uh, Google news feed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, what could you do? I mean, some of the, Sometimes some some bigger guests will use a bag, some of those fancy bags you can get and reuse. Yeah, we too try and get more than one use out of those when they come in. Yeah, and I think now that you know my kids are older, so, you know my kids are in their twenties, your kids are getting to be older teenagers. The gifts tend to get more expensive; they tend to get smaller, is what I found. So when the kids are little, you had some uh, plastic bags that you could reuse, and they would just wrap something big that would be a toy or something like that. And now you can reuse these bags. It's a good way to not use a bunch of wrapping paper. Yeah. One thing I figured out, I don't know, I want to say recently, but I've been around a long time, so it might be 25 years ago, but is that the, the quantity of gifts counts too, even for adults. Um, I don't know. When you were little, did you get uh, stockings from Santa filled with small gifts? Yes, and we still do. We still do that. So that's a big thing. Yeah, in our household. Yep. Yeah, and I, my mom was pretty practical, so you'd find things in there like oranges and those uh, chocolate coins. Uh, uh-huh. But it's still fun to get gifts, even if they're small. So I try and buy lots of things. Hopefully, they're thoughtful. But it gets harder as our whole life becomes digital. It was nice to wrap a CD or a DVD, but those aren't things anymore. Here's my tip. Get a cable for their cell phone because those cables only last so long until they get bent and they break and stop working. I'm always looking for a smoking deal on a, some phone cables. So that, that'll go. That'll be my stocking stuffer. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah. I bought a couple pairs of sunglasses that were wild, cr- crazy discounted. That seems kind of crazy, but it might be a nice stocking stuffer too. Uh, earbuds are essentially disposable, so buying uh, some inexpensive, high re- highly rated ones of those seems like a good gift. People can keep them in the glove box of their car or in the, their winter jacket pocket. That's a good idea. And then I've seen some really cool um, holders for earbuds if, or maybe um, I used to carry an iPod. I still have some iPods that I keep in the car, but um, I bought uh, everybody a little earbud case holder something like if they're inclined to use that uh little little doodads like that little accessories sometimes are pretty cool yeah uh well my wife doesn't listen to this podcast but pretty much every year i get her a coffee mug a travel mug because Mm -hmm. those are also disappear pretty quickly yep that's a good idea so and um in our family too uh, you'd load the some can, some candy in there and maybe some fruit or something like that, like you said your mom did with you. I, I, Don's family would do that as well, oranges and some other stuff in there. It's kind of cool. Yeah, when I send gifts to my parents, say, or other 
people who are older than me, I try and send consumables, things you can eat or drink, or possibly a book you can read because, you know, you, <laughs> you get to a certain age and you're trying to have fewer things, not more. And I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm almost there. There's a few things that I want, but they tend to be maybe something's a little fancier, like maybe a... Oh, I want a new soundbar right for my TV, right? So, but at this point, you're probably better off buying me. Um, somebody was saying, hey, I should buy you like fruit delivery or something like that, like fancy fruit, like from Harry and David. That's pretty expensive fruit, but it's really good, isn't it? Yummy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, my, my parents sent me for my birthday some pears and uh, assortment of blue cheese, which was uh, very thoughtful. It is. It's, it's really expensive, but it's really, they have really good fruit. That's all I can say. I've had that before. And, but you're right. You know, my mom's 92. What am I going to get her? We're going to get her some clothes that she likes, right? And uh, she likes to have espresso. So I'm gonna, I was looking for some new espresso flavors to put in her espresso machine, right? Because what does she need? There's like nothing that she really needs, you know, in her life at this point. And she needs less stuff, right? Yep. Uh, my grandmother, my mother's mother, was a very good gift giver, and she, um, this is a generation skipping thing, because every once in a while, she would send me something personal of my grandfather's, so, oh, okay. that, yeah, she saved, a, so it was a, a tie pin, or um, a bow tie, or a tie, um, things that, uh, that can have a lot of meaning, and you might get some use out of and might get passed on to my kids or something like that, a pocket knife even. Oh, that is pretty cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. So we probably ought to think about how to do that now and start setting aside those things that you don't use so much or use once in a while. Like, I don't know, studs for a a, a tuxedo shirt. Gotcha. Yeah, very interesting. That that would be a, that, that would be a thoughtful gift, right? Yeah, here's a gift that is totally free but kind of thoughtful. Um, it's uh, the gift of a podcast, and mm-hmm. there is a website called giftofpodcast.com, and you go to the website and um, it helps you do a two-page PDF printout that you can put an envelope and give to someone. It gives them step-by-step directions on how to listen to a podcast that you think they might like. That is pretty cool for someone who doesn't have technology. You're making me think of some... Uh, here's some, a couple of things I used to do for my um, my in-laws and my mom. Uh, we bought them a digital photo frame, and so I would look through the past year's photos and put it on a card that I would send to them. They could put it in the photo frame. So it was, it was not a smart photo frame. I know there's some pretty fancy smart photo frames. Now you can link to um, probably your Amazon account or your Google account, which are probably pretty cooler, but this was the old fashioned kind. And I just take a year's worth of, um, you know, best of photos and put it on there and they could just load the card in. And, and uh, it was good for people maybe who weren't technologically savvy. Yeah. So while quantity of gifts is good, um, size counts too. So it is fun to give somebody a really large gift, even if it's something not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Perhaps an urn for a plant that's three and a half feet tall. That would work. I'm trying to think of gifts that are inexpensive but large, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> and you can always take a small gift and put it in a really large box. That's always good for laughs. <laughs> that is good for laughs. Or put a little really small thing in a big box. Or I'm sorry, you said that, yeah. So um, and <laughs> or make multiple, boxes. multiple bo- I'm I was thinking I had a momentary slip there. Multiple boxes. I've seen that done before and frustrate people. Like, what the heck is this thing? It's uh, the joy of a Russian doll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, linens are good for that, right? High, high quantity, or the relatively large for the price. A One quilt thing, or a blanket or something like that. Yeah, and I think we're, I don't know about you, but I'm still a child at heart, so I really appreciate if I get a gift on Christmas that I can play with, be it a gadget or a, a, a puzzle or um, a musical instrument, something you can divert yourself with for uh, a f- an hour or two brings back that feeling of, of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'm the guy that usually gets stuck with setting whatever that thing needs to be set up, but I'd like, I think you're right. Mentally, I just, I like the challenge of having to, whatever it is, whatever it is put it together, set it up, or that sort of thing on Christmas. So that's my job generally on Christmas morning. <laughs> Yeah, fortunately, we're both past the point of trying to sneak up on our kids too much. I remember one Christmas, this giant Thomas the Tank Engine train, it was in the big box. I knew there wasn't that much assembly. So at, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm uh, unwrapping it, deboxing it in the garage in the dark (laughs) and realize that none of the uh, decorative stickers are on the outside and there's like... 40 of them. Oh my gosh. I think most parents can relate to that where it gets late and you're surprised by the amount of assembly required. Like, we'll handle that. I would see, I would just say handle that in the morning. My wife would think otherwise and she'd say, You're going to be up till four o'clock putting those stickers <laughs> on there. I'd say, It's part of the fun. Let the kid put the stickers on. <laughs> Santa wanted you to put the stickers on. Yes. Kids do love stickers. Yeah. Oh, my goodness sakes. At our house, usually it's the wrapping, which is, like I said, very thoughtful and very tastefully and artfully done, but they take a long time per box, where my wrapping is a lot quicker. But uh, generally, my wife and sometimes my daughter will be up to the wee hours of the morning wrapping, wrapping the gifts in a loving, very beautiful manner. Yeah. Well, it is part of it. Well, we're at uh, 26 minutes, Dave. Everybody should be uh, pulling up to work now. So uh, any final thoughts on uh, on Christmas frugality? Christmas frugality, I would say it would probably be good to make a budget and agree with your significant other about having a budget and maybe going to get agreement on what you're going to going to have i like some of the ideas make make them thoughtful and i i I like actually i think the idea of keeping a list that really helps me because it helps i'll hear people say things throughout the year or think about something and i think it helps me give a gift that they like at least i think so in my own head i'm not sure if it's true but it's helpful to me yeah my wife in previous years i don't know if she does it every year but you go to the dollar store and buy some attractive looking um, containers, mm-hmm. and then she bakes cookies and gives them out as oh. teacher gifts or uh, coworker gifts. And it's really very thoughtful, good gifts when you receive them. That is really nice. Um, I'll, I'll give a plug for my wife. She'll do that. Uh, and nowadays, since my kids are out of school, she'll do that typically uh, for the neighbors now. She'll do some kind of cookies or some kind of uh, things like that and hand them out to the neighbors uh, is nice too one of my 
coworkers uh, had very thoughtfully mixed up a giant batch of her signature cranberry relish uh, yeah. before Thanksgiving and uh, gave it out to everybody in the department in a in a mason jar. And um, uh, here's a shout out to you, Ari. Thank you very much. It was delicious. Uh, but that's an entire dish you don't have to cook at Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, I thought that was very thoughtful. That's pretty nice. That is really nice. Yeah. Very cool. All yeah. right, Mr. Kramer. All right. This was fun uh, and inspiring. I've got quite a bit of stuff to do yet. but And, oh, nearly two weeks to do it. Uh, I'm going to try and get this posted in the next uh, 24 hours so our listeners can also be inspired. Right on. All right. Till then. All right. Happy holidays, Dave. Happy holidays.